I'm Robert Therrell. I'm Chase Bridges. And we both want to be screenwriters. So listen along as we find out how. Each week, we'll outline a new short film. And maybe even write some of our favorites. This is Written By. Welcome back to Written by Podcast, the number one podcast in the world. Right behind all the other ones. I don't know who we're doing an impression. I, it it changed halfway through. I started <laughs> okay. and then I was like, Jeez. and then I was like, a radio DJ? Like, okay. wow, I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> You're listening to 101, written by. Yeah, and then it, it, it kind of, it almost got into walking territory, I think. Uh, uh, <laughs> Robert, how many times? <laughs> you were you were doing your walking impression all during my last pitch that ended up not being usable. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why was I doing that? Yeah, so for the people uh, that don't get to hear it, you can uh, go in and give them the walking highlights. Christopher Walken. Yeah. <laughs> On the written by... Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Dana Carvey interviews. Dude, great, great impressionist. Really yeah. underrated. He has the best Joe Biden impression. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that Colbert bit where he explains <laughs> what what you have to do Dude, to do it? Yeah. yeah. He, does this, he does the same one with Trump. And my favorite, he does uh, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. And he, he yeah. goes, he's like, ah, oh, shop in the window. <laughs> but he does like a joke of like, yeah. it's like him with a woman. He's like, ah. Oh, Look at me. <laughs> now look away. <laughs> I like the suspense. You know, that that's what's great about Dana Carvey is he does all the impressions that everyone else does, but he <laughs> finds the actual humanity Humor, yeah. and just an interesting in. Because everybody has <laughs> a Jimmy Stewart. Everyone has yeah. a Donald Trump. But yeah. It's the way he sets them up. Yeah. Like he, he was on Conan's and he was talking about, he was doing like Obama, uh, John F. Kennedy, Hitler, and uh, somebody else in a bunker together. And he was like yeah. doing this whole thing. And then he does Predator Island. Have you heard him do Predator Island? No, no. Where it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he's like, Wah. I can't do an Arnold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's called Predator Island, where it's like the Harvey Weinsteins and the Bill Cosby's. Oh, no. And Arnold <laughs> is like hunting him them down. It's really funny. Yeah. Okay, but instead of talking about other people, yeah. let's talk about It's us. rival pitches this week. <laughs> This week on Rival Pitches. Yeah, dude. So this week on Rival Pitches, we are doing video game adaptations. Yeah. Which no. we don't really play video games. No. So we <laughs> we basically decided it because we, we were having a hard time thinking of something. And I yeah. was like, you know what? The Last of Us HBO series mm-hmm. is currently airing. It's doing really well. By the time well. this is out, it's probably done. But it was yeah. a big deal. It Trust was us. a big deal. Yeah. It's a, it's a good show. I've seen the first two episodes. But, uh... What was I saying? Oh, yeah. So they have a companion podcast because the writer oh. of that show, he's part of Script Notes, that big screenwriting really? podcast. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And 
he also did a podcast that's coming out as the episodes are airing and it's him and the original writer of the video game and after each episode they talk about the adaptation process and it's really interesting that does sound really interesting dude i bet script notes i bet he's like I've been talking about this for years. Totally. totally. And now I'm showing you that I'm the best, dude. No, legit. Like he, uh, cause I've been listening to that podcast for years and he's been talking for years about how much he loves playing the last of us. So, <laughs> so wow, that's really yeah. interesting. I need to, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't listen to that podcast a lot. Yeah, I should. You should. Yeah. I, should. I mean, I, I get that it, it's something you got to get into. Like yeah. there's, there's a lot of just WGA specific episodes. There's a lot of craft specific episodes, yeah. but yeah, it's a great podcast. Yeah. I, I've listened to a couple episodes. I typically, I listen to podcasts where actors are the guests. Yeah. Yeah. I need to listen to some <laughs> screenwriting ones. Yeah. But listening to them talk about the adaptation process was really interesting because they, they had to event. The last of us is one of the most cinematic Games, games that has come out that's very movie influenced but still so much of a video game is just action walking. yeah <laughs> walking and action and figuring things out so they have to add a whole lot of story elements but they still not only want to get the original story elements they also want to get just the feel of the gameplay yeah. and like the excitement and the anxiety that the game gives you and somehow translate, translate that, that into film and and pe- people are already saying this is one of the best video game adaptations. And I, dude, people have been I going tend to crazy. believe it. Yeah. I haven't seen any of it, but I also haven't played the game. So that's true. Yeah, I've not played the game either. Um, and yeah, we were both talking about this. Yeah. I don't really play a lot of video games Me neither. at all. I was really into Fortnite for a few years. Okay, three years or so, yeah. and then I graduated college, so I haven't uh-huh. had really time to play that. That's about it, man. Uh, the game I chose to adapt is something I've played though. Nice. What the about one- you? Yeah, I also chose something that I have played, which is, I was thinking about it, and there, there are very few games, and none of them seemed adaptable, because mm-hmm. I wanted to do, like, okay, let's pick a cinematic Last of Us type game. Yeah, I stayed away from that. Yeah, I didn't do that at yeah, all. Yeah, I stayed away from that. <laughs> you you give your reason, and I'll say why I stayed away from it. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll have to launch straight into the pitch. I want to oh, okay. set it up. Um I stayed away from that because I didn't want to get details wrong and then have diehard fans mad. Yeah. Because I, if you don't play the game, then as much as you Google it, you're still not going to know. Which yeah. leads me to my next question before we jump into it. Do you think the pitch that you have right now, do you think diehard fans would like it or hate it? I think diehard fans would love this. I have played this game is it gonna be like tetris because <laughs> i thought about doing tetris <laughs> they're making a tetris movie, but it's a really? little it's a little different it's about the guy that invented tetris oh, no i was talking about like yeah <laughs> my favorite block <laughs> l anyway carry on sorry the main character is l <laughs> <laughs> the upside down l <laughs> yeah yeah i i discovered some lore i didn't know oh, about this video game it's not the type of video game you think would have, have lore, lore but it is tetris i knew it <laughs> <laughs> could, I, could i just go into yeah, it just jump really, into it. yeah really dude, yeah talk about so you this. think diehard fans would like it though yes i think so i think so diehard, diehard fans are not gonna like mine <laughs> <laughs> okay all right i'm excited let's jump into it all right so again never really played many video games and 
I was cycling through all the video games I've heard friends talk about that the stories sound interesting, like Red Dead Redemption, mm-hmm. Bioshock. Yeah. One of my favorite one of my favorite Let's Plays I've ever seen, Markiplier yeah. played this indie game, and the whole concept is the game designers lost their child to cancer and they made a video game that like lets you experience all those emotions and it's like that sounds terrible it sounds terrible <laughs> yeah i know it, but yeah it's low-key awesome yeah is it, that what it, you adapted no no oh, it's not no. I thought it was about to get depressing <laughs> so i was about to say i haven't played it at all i've just seen <laughs> someone play it and it was it was honestly like really powerful. Like it showed you what video games could be if, you know, all developers do now is just like shooter games. Right. Yeah. Indie games, I think they do a little bit more yeah, creative yeah. stuff. But yeah. Yeah. But I was like, okay, I haven't played any of these games. And the main reason a lot of video game adaptations fail is because people don't really have an idea of what the gameplay is like because they don't play the, the game. Play the game. And everyone's man. like, oh no, you can't adapt a video game. They're doomed to fail. And it's like, not if you know and love yeah, the game. Not, not if you play the game, brother. Just yeah. play it. Play it. If you're going to adapt it, it's play all it. all in the game. <laughs> <laughs> love, love, you're coming very impression heavy. Dude, in this it's because I've been, I've been watching so much Dana Carvey stuff, man. It's just so much fun. Uh, I Which I don't even know yeah. what that impression was. Was that like a Seinfeld? I, I was trying to pick it. That, that's why I paused for a second. I was like, what was that? <laughs> and then I was like, continue. Yeah, and I was like, no, what was... I heard a little Seinfeld in there. I heard a little Seinfeld. <laughs> but okay, I asked myself, what games have I actually played? Yes. Really played? There are a few answers. Yeah. Lego Star Wars. But then that's just Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Battlefront 2. Okay. Also Star Wars. There was a Spider-Man game I played. Yeah, but that's just Spider-Man. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. But then one, one game showed above all the others. So. Hell yeah. We open. Oh, shit. We're just, we're in a white void. There's a village. Everything is white. Maybe some, some touches of light gray. Oh. Our main character. I think is, I know. <laughs> Our main character's name is Chris, and he is at home with his family. He has a sister named Lucia and their dad, who we'll just call dad. And Lucia is being kind of mean to Chris. She, like, you know, ate all the breakfast or something or, like, sabotaged his chores or whatever. They're just, like, bickering. I, uh... I love this pitch so much. I wish I could have built it out more. But, yeah, they're just fighting or whatever. And the dad... He is stressed out. He is on a work call. Also, their TV is broken, and he's trying to fix it. He's trying to, like, get TV together for the family so they can watch it. Yeah. And he is just so overwhelmed. But then we hear this sound. All of the people are summoned to the town square. There's a part of the white void where I don't the, know what sidewalk, this is. the sidewalk kind of forms a circle and all the people are lined up in like a grid formation hear this music <laughs> no way <laughs> i thought it was gonna be like assassin's creed nah this is the wii sports movie <laughs> genius 
Genius. We are adapting Wii Sports. Genius. Which? You know what? I thought about doing a sports drama. <laughs> I thought about doing Mario Kart. Dude, would have been great. Would have oh, been great. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Wii Sports. It originally came out on the original Nintendo Wii. It came with every Nintendo Wii. There are five sports you could play. Heck yeah, man. I love that game. Tennis, baseball, yeah. boxing, yeah. golf, and bowling. Yeah, boxing goes goes hard, Dude. bro. Yeah, yeah. And when I was a kid, the Wii was the only gaming system my parents would buy. But uh, yeah, I spent, spent a lot of days playing yeah. Wii sports. What is it about the Wii? The Wii feels like the Christian uh, right? game right? console. It's... <laughs> It's because since you're up and moving, it feels a little more active unless yeah. like you're a couch potato and the games on the Wii are pretty tame too. Yeah, there true. aren't a lot of like first person shooters on the Wii. Uh, we got a Wii. First game we bought for the Wii was Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> and it was just me and my dad with the Wii controllers nice. just shooting people. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, Man, yeah. I'm excited for this. This yeah. is hilarious. Well, okay. So another reason why the Wii seems like the Christian video yeah. game system <laughs> is... It was wildly successful, and it was successful because the developers were intentionally trying to make a game that could appeal to everyone. It doesn't matter if you usually play video games or not. Mm -hmm. You could pick up a Wiimote and figure out how to do it. Because since yeah. it's sports, all the rules are easy to grasp. You know the rules. And since it's like physical, you know, okay, here's a tennis racket. I oh. hit it like this. Yeah. Golf club, I hit like that. So it's super easy to figure out. And they the character design was designed to appeal to everyone. Their their whole advertising campaign was like very much aimed at moms, the like just as yeah. much as it was aimed at dads and everyone. Yeah. And of course, everyone loved it, figured out how to play it. It was a huge success. It is actually the most sold Nintendo game ever. That makes sense. It beats out any Mario game, anything you would normally think of Nintendo for doing. Also, Wii it was sports, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Moms loved it. Yeah. Kids loved it. It was weirdly very popular in nursing homes, too. That makes sense. Yeah. Get up off your feet <laughs> and play some Wii Sports, baby. So that is Wii Sports. <laughs> so everyone is waiting in the town square, wondering what's going to go on. Why have they all been summoned here? Chris is looking around. And of course, we're going to have a lot of fun with the Mies <laughs> because... <laughs> <laughs> there 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 are a few there are a few me's that are like pre-designed and in every game and yes. a few of them have become really iconic yeah but also the joy of these is you get to create people that look like you and your friends and also designing me's could be a game in and in of itself, itself. Yeah. i have a question yeah is this movie live action or is it animated in the same style as it, the is, animated. it is animated heck yeah. yeah dude yeah yeah heck yeah <laughs> So, of course, anyone that's ever designed a me before knows you always make one that's just extremely messed up. Of course. It's like, yeah, it's got a big head, a short body. It's eyes like you could like huge. make the eyes go like this yeah. far apart. And it's got weird sticking <laughs> up hair. Chris is looking around. He sees a person like that. Nice. And <laughs> I forgot we were in this pitch. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's looking around. Meanwhile, his dad looks kind of freaked out and someone next to him is like hey is, is your dad okay and he's like yeah the, he just doesn't know what's going on he's nervous because this uh this is where we lost our mom <laughs> because <laughs> and then his dad tells a story where it's like yeah 
One day they lined us all up here. We were waiting. A giant hand comes out of the sky, <laughs> picks up our mother, and we never see her again. <laughs> What? 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 <laughs> we'll we'll oh explain it in a little bit, oh but the characters God. don't know what happened. So, yeah, we are we are in a single parent household in this game. And anyway, a portal opens up. We've never seen anything <laughs> like this before. On the other side of the portal is not a white void. We see a blue sky and clouds and wind is coming through. And a giant light shines, and it shines right in the area where our main me family is standing, and it sucks them up and a few of the people around them, too. Oh, snap. And they're all transported to this island. They're standing on the edge of this arch, and this is what is known as the Woohoo Island. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> Which, Woohoo Island. Yeah. Uh, I told my friend I was told my friend alan he's been on the show that i was adapting yeah. Wii sports into a movie and he was like okay i have this iceberg video you need to watch there's a 20 minute Wii oh, snap. sports iceberg video and there there is some, lore. some deep lore hidden deep under i need the to Wii see sports. that video we'll link it if so, i don't forget so the follow-up to Wii sports that didn't come with the Wii we sports, sports resort, resort. Yeah. i'm well aware yeah that takes place on this island and Woohoo Island. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we aren't dealing with all the Wii Sport Resort sports. Uh, that was a confusing sentence. No, I got you. I'm we following. Aren't, we aren't dealing with any of that yet. Yeah, this the Wii is Sport on, Resort sports. I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> But we're on the island, and on this island, there are like ancient ruins just throughout places <laughs> there is there is a cave with a river where you could hear singing and whispers and oh, there's also the woohoo arch yeah which is rumored to be a portal to another dimension so that's how we got here all these me's are wondering how they got on this island why they're on this island they haven't seen anything like this before they've just seen the pure white void of their home yeah that's when they hear this whisper in the wind this voice that's telling them you have all been sent because the portal between this realm and yours was broken. We've mustered up enough energy to bring you here. And one of you is the chosen one that's going to open the portal for everyone else. And there's only one way we could figure out who that chosen one is. You will all play in a five-round tournament. Of <laughs> Wii Sports. Play, you will play oh, five yeah. different sports. <laughs> and whoever wins will be the chosen one that opens the portal. And if you open the portal successfully, you will be rewarded with riches beyond your imagination. <laughs> Dang, son. So that's what we got. Now, the first game they're going to play is tennis. Now... Okay. The uh, three of the games are like solo games that you play by yourself. Two of them are team <laughs> games. So for for the team games, the teams are randomly assigned by this voice, and we'll give you a rundown of all the characters we're working with, okay, and what teams they end on. So we have the dad and Dylan who are on one team. Dad and Dylan. Yeah. Now Dylan is really upset because their team ends up being the lame team. Nah. Because af after that they have 
two old people mm. who, again, we're trying to get the full spectrum of how Wii Sports is for everyone. So yes. we get the two people that we would imagine are like nursing in a nursing home, home playing yeah. the game. We get Eliza, who is a single wine mom type person nice. in her forties. And then we also get the weird character from before whose eyes are like over up. here. And yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Meanwhile, on the other team, we have their sister, Lucia. Mm -hmm. There's another girl named Miyu or Mayu. I don't know what the Japanese pronunciation is. Okay. We have just some random college guy. We have another mom, but this is like a fitness influencer mom. Yeah, Zumba Very, mom. yeah, healthy living, overachiever, yeah. post on Instagram type mom. Yeah, boy. We have Sakura, who is young adult girl, and she is a baseball champion. And last but not least, the other team, you know they're the coolest because they have Matt. Oh yeah, you know bro. They got Matt. Matt. Yo, when boxing comes up, Matt yep. about to sweep the floor yep. with the rest of these me's big dog. Yep. Matt don't play around, bro. So part part of how you know Wii Sports is iconic is throughout the last year or two, a bunch of Wii Sports memes have been cropping right. up. And Matt's at, at the forefront. Yeah, at the forefront of Wii Sports memes is Matt. Everyone his character design is so simple, yeah. but he just seems so cool. intimidating and cool. Yeah. And he looks like Darius Rucker. Yeah. And I've met Darius <laughs> Rucker. Yeah. 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 You were on a shoot with him. Yeah. I'm famous. No, I'm just yeah. joking. <laughs> <laughs> Which also, side note, if we could get him, like Idris Elba has to be voicing Matt. Oh, of course, dude. I don't know. I can't do an Idris, I don't think. I would do an impression, yeah. but I can't. Yeah. Was he British? He is British. Yeah. Ma. Ma. That's kind. That's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah, I love boxing. I don't know. <laughs> that's a little going. too. Yeah. yeah. He's a little more gruff. Yeah, boxing. I'm gruff, but British. Yeah, pretty bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Okay. So those are all the means we're dealing with. They're playing tennis, and there's a lot of tension between the dad and Dylan because they're trying to win, but they keep on losing to the sister. And the sister, of course, is just rubbing it. In oh, his yeah. face. Oh, that she's yeah. witted. But she's got Matt, you know? Totally, yeah. Also, I don't think Matt is very good at tennis. There are a few sports he isn't good at. Tennis is probably one of them, so they probably don't know the full threat of Matt yet. Oh, yeah, but they're going to find out. They're going to find out, yeah. So, basically, this middle section isn't as built out as I would like, but essentially, they're going to play the five sports... In the order of tennis, then golf, then baseball, then boxing, and then we'll finish it off with bowling. Which and is the best game on exactly. Wii Sports. Exactly. Yeah. I'm 100% on board, yes. There is a great YouTube video. Eddie Burback. Yep, I've seen You've it. You've seen that? Yep, I've seen <laughs> it. Attempt, what is he trying to do? Is it he three... Perfect games in a row. Three perfect games in a row. Or two yeah. perfect games in a row or something yeah. like that. And he can only do one. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. I, I, this has been like the most universal pitch ever, man. Uh -huh. Everything you're saying, I'm like, no, absolutely. I know. I know. <laughs> so they're playing those five sports in order. And essentially, our family at the center is getting torn apart because <laughs> the two siblings have a really intense rivalry. Mm -hmm. They both want to be the one 
that wins. It's stemming from that conflict we had yep. in the intro scene. They just both want to be better than the other. And the dad, who's all on his own now, is just trying to bring them all together. And he had this hope that playing the sports would bring them together and it would be fun. But that's not how it's working. But anyway, that, that's how the conflict is building. And also, in between the sports, in the off time, they're exploring the island. And what they eventually discover is they're coming across all these ruins and they see these runes and they discover the legend of the island, which was this was a place that was built by Mies for other Mies. So they didn't have to live in a white void, but they could all come together on this island full of fun and recreation and excitement. But over time, the Mies started to argue and bicker about who was the real winner of the tournaments. And one argument got so heated, it set off the balance on the island and it caused a crack in time and space, yeah. shooting all the Mies back into the void. Yeah. And finally, the magic of the island has found a way to try to get the Mies back. But the Mies have to prove that they could work together. Before yep, they could all come back on Woohoo Island. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> but anyway, they're playing games, and throughout the course of the film, the rivalry is still pretty intense during golf, but then they start to have fun a little bit because the dad is trying to show them each how to swing. Because, of course, he's a dad. Yeah. That's, that's his best sport. Come on, y'all. We just got to swing by like that. During baseball, they have another team sport, and this time around... Uh, Dylan learns to appreciate his teammates a little more yeah. because he finds out, hey, the old people are actually pretty cool. And it turns out one of them is strangely good at Wii Baseball. Heck yeah. And they, she carries them to victory. And it looks like everything's going to be cool around this midpoint sport. And then they discover more stuff about the island. But also when they discover the stuff about the island, they figure out, oh, wow, this is going to be a really big deal. Whoever wins this tournament is essentially going to be a king yeah. on the Woohoo Island. Yeah. And so now the king rivalry Woo. is back on. And of course, the next sport is boxing. And Matt <sighs> is a force to be reckoned with. Shoot, son. In this sport. And Matt is just, he has silver boxing gloves. Oh, yeah. And he's just racking up points on points. Well, he's piecing them up left and right. Yep, yep. Uh, Matt goes against the dad, and the dad gets really badly beat up. And also. Oh. The brother and the sister, they have to go against each other. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. That's good, yeah. And of course, they, they're they just really angry at each other by the end of it. The only person that seems to come out of boxing unscathed is the really weird one because he wasn't <laughs> right in the head to begin with, so there's really no way back could hit him hard enough to face him. He should be voiced by uh, Charlie Day. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking <laughs> the same thing. We're on the right track, definitely. <laughs> But then finally, the last game is bowling. And of course, I didn't have time to build it out, but we want to take a lot of inspiration from sports anime throughout yeah. the entire thing. I love how sports anime has the... It feels like low-stakes drama. Like, it, it, no one's getting killed or anything. It's just the fun of people playing sports having their own relationships. I think a Dylan is going to kind of have a crush on the girl that was on the other team. Nice. And then, of course, the uh, the two opposing moms are going to learn to appreciate each other oh, at yeah. some point. 
the two old people are going to get a new vigor for life. All that's happening. I just didn't have time to plot it out. But the big ending is going to be bullying. Because, of course, best sport well, of in course. sports yeah, is the, the bullying. Yeah. yeah. That's really iconic. And everyone, everyone in the family seems like they have a chance to win. And, of course, after the intense boxing match, the two siblings kind of hate each other. Now, the night before the big bowling tournament, the dad is really at a low point. He's done. He's stressed out. He said, I just wanted to have fun with my kids. And, of course, they had moments earlier where he was teaching them both to swing golf clubs or yeah. hit a baseball, yeah. which is stuff dads are supposed to do, and they were having fun. But it still it didn't work out because ultimately his kids still hate each other and they're misbehaving, and he feels like he's failed as a dad because he, d- he doesn't know how to do this on his own. He always had the mom around with them. And the kids notice this and like, okay, the only way we're really going to be able to make it up to him is by winning. If one of us wins, then we can't, we just, we can't step on each other. One of us has to win yeah. so we could help the dad out. So it's a big bowling tournament. Competition is fierce because Matt has a huge head start because he was so great at boxing. Uh, obviously. Yeah. And he's also pretty good at bowling too. And it's coming in close. Basically, Matt is at the top. Both of the kids are second and third, Mm -hmm. and then pretty far down is the dad. The dad just can't grasp the bowling at all. Every time he tries to bowl, he does the thing where it goes behind (laughs) behind him, and everyone just goes, woo, and spins around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's (laughs) great. Yeah, that's that's a good gag. And the son and the daughter are feeling bad for him because he already felt bad about the night before he feels like he's failed at a fa- as a father and now he's failed at bullied he's no good at the sport at all mm-hmm. but now is the time where the kids get to teach their dad how to play a sport they show him how to yeah. get the swing right because of course if you played wee bowling right there's a there's a very specific pocket you got to get in you gotta get very in specific there. angle and once you figured it out it's you could easy. you could get strikes pretty consistently like over left rotate yes Yes, and then there's a certain twist to put on yeah, the, the ball. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I saw that video. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on board, dog. Yeah, so the kids show the dad how to bowl, and it becomes a family bonding moment with all three of them. Nice. And the dad starts to climb up the leaderboard a little. Uh-oh. Now, we're getting down to the last round, and the kids are like, hey, you know what? It really doesn't matter if either of us win. We just need our dad to be happy. And so what they do... <laughs> is they both intentionally roll gutter balls. Nice. Which now brings the dad up to second place behind Matt. So now it is a really intense round between Matt and the dad. Matt being the better bowler and the dad having to catch up. And to win, the dad, he has to basically... (laughs) He has to basically bowl... Two or three perfect games. Heck yeah. <laughs> Whichever one was in that YouTube video. <laughs> and then, of course, again, it gets real tense and everything. But he does it, and he is crowned the king of Woohoo Island. And he opens up the portal, and the family is back together, and they're happy again. And ultimately, it's a story of this single dad who's trying to bring the family together through video games. And the thought process behind this mm-hmm. is, I wanted the heart of Onward with 
like onward meets the Lego movie because my yeah, I whole can feel that, yeah. my whole approach to it is how in the Lego movie how everything that's going on with the characters it's ultimately a real child playing with Lego and he's yeah. acting out stuff that's happening in his real life and the the characters as we know them aren't aware of that but once you figure that out you could piece together how everything in the Lego movie story is just about him and his dad. Mm. So I, I don't know if we want to have a live action scene or not. I'm kind of leaning away from it. But everything plotted out in this Wii Sports movie, it's just about a family where their mom recently left for whatever reason. And the dad is just trying to have a fun Saturday evening with the kids. But the kids right. keep fighting. But they end up bonding over video games. It's just about the father bringing them together. And you could also start to piece out other little things where it's like the mom disappearing from the giant hand. <laughs> that is when they just deleted her meat out yeah. of the system because yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to grab them and they like shake them. Throw them in the trash yeah, can. Yeah. And then also the 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 curse where Woohoo Island was damaged because there was a crack in space time. That's where there is a big argument in the family and someone accidentally threw the Wii remote oh, at the TV. Yeah. And so when we eventually see it, it's just like a crack on the, <laughs> in the screen. TV. That's really like funny. the TV. <laughs> but nice. yeah, yeah. So really fun, just sports movie. I wanted to get in that family drama. I also, I, re I recently watched After Sun, like a few days before... Paul Mescal got the Oscar nomination. I watched that. It's a really good dramatic movie yeah. about a dad trying his best and the kid doesn't really see at the time, but over time she could recontextualize her experience yeah. when she is an adult and understands. That's the same energy we're putting in here. It's just a Wii Sports movie. So it's it's part After Sun, part Lego movie, part sports anime, and it's based on one of the most iconic movies of all time. And also at the end now that the portal between Woohoo Island and the Mii store is closed, mm -hmm. that means all the Mii's could come on and they could all have fun all the time and play sports. And that sets us up for the sequel, which is the Wii Sports Resort movie. Heck yeah. And that's Bob Wii Pitch. Sports 2 Resort. Yeah. Nice. So this, this is a... The demographic is children. Yes. I mean, okay. you know, families. Family. It's a family we're, movie. We're going for the, the onward Pixar demographic, yeah. totally. Nice. I like it, man. Thank you. <laughs> we sports the movies. It's going to be a big hit. <laughs> like, what's really funny is if, like, we sports the movie was announced, yeah. Twitter would be like, dude. Oh, God. <laughs> They'd be like, does everything need a movie? <laughs> but then it would come out. And, and they'd they would be like, be like we sports the movie is the most beautiful movie, and let me tell you why. A yeah. thread. No, I, I, if, if if anyone actually gives me the money to do this, I would I would love to. Like it pains me so much. I only had like a day to do this because I I love this idea so much. But because, I, I envision a future like the Lego Movie, where the yeah. Lego Movie is announced, and everyone's like, "Oh, toy commercial movie." And yeah. then now, of course, there are hundreds of thousands of video essays about how the that Lego so Movie good. is secretly Dude, super deep. Or I feel like because of the style of the animation yeah. and whatever, I feel like you could buy the ad. I feel like we can make a Wii. Honestly, yeah, a Wii a, or me movie. We're gonna figure something okay, out off yeah. screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, dude. I listen to that. I realize we don't make kids movies often. 
in these pitches. We don't. And I thought that was a good one. Yeah. That that had a yeah. lot of vibes. When you said onward, I was like, I feel I feel that a lot. And yeah. also Lego Lego movie. I felt the Lego movie a lot. I think I think the the Wii Sports movie would be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and again, that's like the only video game movie I could do because I I have such intense memories of the gameplay. Also, a, a friend of mine recently fired up her old Wii a few Heck months yeah. ago. So I have played Wii bowling. Recently. Wii golf is my second favorite. I think Wii, Wii golf is fun. underrated. Dude, uh, so we have a Switch. And uh, so we were playing uh, Nintendo Sports, yeah. which is the new Wii Sports, but it's uh, for the Switch. Yeah, It's hard, man. It's a oh, lot really? harder. Oh, really? It gets intense, man. They have a sword fighting one. Not fencing. Uh, it's sword fighting. Actual sword fighting. It was pretty oh. dope. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Mm. Played it at Thanksgiving. Oh, nice. That should be the third one in the trilogy. <laughs> the, oh, yeah, the Nintendo they, they, Switch. Yeah, the the entire Miiverse is shattered and they're transported to the this. Switch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what's up. The tagline is like, "We're switching it up." Oh, <laughs> Wii Sports Three, switching it up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. What you got for So my video game adaptation, same. I don't watch, uh, I don't play a lot of video games. I I mentioned I played Fortnite, so I was like, maybe I could do a Fortnite movie, but then I was like, there's a lot of lore to that game, and I was like, that's a handful. Dude, also, low-key, the podcast Story Break. They did a Fortnite one, yeah. They did a Fortnite episode. I think about it all the time. They have such a fun take on how to make Fortnite work. That was one of their last episodes, I think, before... They ended it. Could be. I don't know. I think I think it was actually an earlier episode. Oh. But <laughs> no, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Maybe it was one of the last ones I listened to yeah. before the end. Um, All right. What'd you get? So uh, I was thinking really just like you. Yeah. I, what is a video game that I know enough about, but you don't have to know all the crazy lore? And so I chose to do a video game that has had several adaptations, oh. but I'm going in a completely different direction and just doing my own version. Okay. Okay. And usually, I have a few guesses. Oh, right, you, you guess. Make make a couple it, guesses. Is it Mortal Kombat? No, okay. but that would have been fun. But yeah. No. But they have a Mortal Kombat movie. They have several. Yep. Yeah. I really like the most recent one. I haven't seen it. It's on HBO Max. It's pretty yeah. good. I watched it when it came out. It was really good. Yeah. Anyway, so um, usually I do the thing that you did this episode mm-hmm. where I I don't tell you what it is and yeah. then I kind of like reveal it. Like how you did, but yeah. this one I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell okay. you straight up. All right, uh, I chose Pokemon. Nice. I chose okay. Pokemon because um, as a kid, I I loved playing Pokemon on the Game Boy, mm-hmm. and then I had it for DS, and then just recently for Christmas, I got uh, one of those emulator games. Oh, um, you told me about this. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah. I've been playing Pokemon Fire Red, nice. and I just remember how much I remind me how much I love. Pokemon, but I don't know that much about it. So when I said that the diehard fans might not like it. <laughs> okay. Oh, and also <laughs> I was trying to think of like the medium, right? Cause yours yeah. is animated. And I was like, this could work. The tone of this, mm-hmm. it's kind of for kids, Yeah. but there's some darker themes, uh-huh. but it, I don't think it would work in live action. Cause it's still kind of silly. Okay. So I'm thinking it's just like a movie of the anime show. Okay. So picture that like when you're that. listening. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I put my whole Chase Ussie into this one. <laughs> okay. 
we open. We're inside a small Pokemon stadium. Two trainers are battling while a crowd of about 75 to 100 people are watching in the stands. Okay, so like imagine like minor league baseball game. Okay. okay it's not huge, but it's like something to go do with your family. Yeah. Charizard versus Arcanine, right? It's this big battle. Charizard's flying through the air. You hear the one trainer, Charizard, Metal Claw, Slash. People in the stands are going crazy. They're going, Blaze, Blaze, Blaze. The Arcanine runs up to the Charizard. His trainer's like, take down. Arcanine leaps through the air, and right as it reaches Charizard, Charizard swoops down and dodges the attack. The announcer over the speaker is yelling out, Charizard dodges the attack, leaving Arcanine wide open. We close up on a young man watching in the stands alone, and he's just watching so intently. He's on the edge of his seat, and his hand is gripping a Pokeball so hard that his knuckles are white. We hear Blaze, the one trainer with Charizard, go, Charizard, Dragon Claw! We don't see the finish, but we just see the young man's reaction to the finish. And the announcer is heard again over the, the intercom. Trainer Blaze does it again, undefeated, 238 battles, the greatest trainer to ever come from Pallet Town. And the crowd is going crazy, and people are rushing up to Blaze, asking him for an autograph. And we see our young man in the stands again. His name's Ben. And you can see that he was obviously very excited during the battle, but now in the aftermath, he looks kind of angry. There's a lot of jealousy. We cut to Ben is walking through the woods. He's heading back home, leaving the Pokemon Stadium, the small little stadium. And he's careful to not enter the tall grass. He's very like meticulous staying on the paths. A group of teenagers about Ben's age... Are, they're not far behind him walking. They're just kind of walking their way home as well to Pallet Town. And they're just like really loud. And they're, you know, they're a group of friends. And they're talking about how much they enjoyed watching Blaze in action. And he's like, man, I can't believe he's from Pallet. And he's like, dude, he went to school with my brother. And my brother said he was always like super humble. That whenever you know someone who knows someone famous, he's like, uh-huh. he always said he was super humble. <laughs> Either that or they try to be like, oh, yeah, he was rude, man. Yeah. He was terrible. Uh, he was always super humble, like even when he first evolved his Charmander. And then another one of the friends is like, dude, I think he's going to beat the Elite Four, man. Like, I really do. Like, he is the greatest. And like the whole time we see Ben's kind of getting more and more agitated and he spins around. He's kind of lost his cool. And he goes, he's not that great. And they're like, ooh, is Ben jealous? No, I don't. I just think he's overrated. You know that person in your life <laughs> that no matter what you bring up, they hate it. Yep. And they just think like the person on Twitter that no matter what. I was what, gonna say that's just Twitter. <laughs> yeah, dude. And they're just like, it's overrated. It's just mm-hmm. like I saw a tweet today, I think you liked it, where it's like, I'm so sorry Anya Taylor Joy got f- too famous that now everyone hates her or whatever. <laughs> There's a one of the most popular letterboxed reviews of everything everywhere all at once <laughs> is enjoy this before Twitter tells you it's overrated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. Th- this is this guy, Ben. Well, who do you think is better then? I hope you don't think you, Ben. Mm. You see how it's not like good for live action yeah because it's the anime dialogue yeah i hope you don't think it's you ben and ben's just like really flustered Mm -hmm. like he he let his emotions get the better of him like he should have never turned around and been like he's not that great but so he's like i hope you don't think you and he's like well i could be you know you know you never know i could be great you know oh yeah well if you're so great how about you battle me and ben's like hiding his pokeball behind his back he's like no no i don't i don't He's like, come on, Ben, if you're so great, well, I don't, I don't have a, well, then what's that behind your back? 
oh, it's just, you know, I don't, it's just, um, and this, the kid pulls out a Pokeball and he goes, Snorlax! And this giant Snorlax appears and he's ready to fight. And Ben's like, you found a Snorlax? Where did you find a Snorlax around here? He's like, no, my dad bought it for my, for my 16th birthday. What do you got, Ben? <laughs> and Ben's face is embarrassed and you can still tell like he's, but he still has that anger. And so he goes, Rattata! And the tiny little mouse yeah. pops out. And they all just start dying laughing at him because uh-huh. all he has is this little Rattata. And, and Ben gets flustered and he's like, tackle! And the Rattata jumps up and, and he just bounces off of the Snorlax's yeah. stomach. And they're just like, they're, they're crying laughing at this point, making fun of Ben. And Snorlax yawns and then he falls asleep. Mm-hmm. And when he falls asleep, he falls over on top of Rattata. And Ben immediately panics. He's like, Ratty, no! And they hear that and they're like, Ratty? <laughs> ratty. And they're like, these calls him Ratty. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and Ben is like almost in tears, but Rattata is fine. He crawls out from under the Snorlax and he's like, Brr. and um, he scoops up the Rattata and he just runs all the way back home. And, and we cut to, he's in his room. And it's a really rundown house. Like you can tell, it's is um, not very nice. They don't have any money. Um, and Ben's just on his bed. He's got his pillow and his face, and he's just losing his cool. He's just like screaming into his pillow. And we see that like he has holes in all of his in his wall, mm-hmm. like from where he's lost like his temper a lot. Yeah. And so that's the opening scene, scenes. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit about Ben now. So Ben is this really poor dude. He has a single dad who works all the time. So he doesn't see his dad all the time. And Ben just really struggles with his temper. And um, he has really big goals, right? Like he wants to be a super great Pokemon trainer, just like Blaze is, right? Like, mm-hmm. And he gets super jealous because he should be great, not Blaze. You know, who's Blaze? And he just doesn't have any opportunities. He doesn't have any connections. He's just a... A kid who wants to achieve great things, but with nothing um, to achieve them with. And all he has is this Rattata who can't even battle because it's that weak. It can't do anything. He didn't even catch this Rattata. Like, it was just raining one night, and this Rattata ran into his house to get away from the rain, and then he became like a pet. So he's like this (laughs) pet rat. And he can't even afford a Pokeball either, so he can't catch a wild Pokemon uh, he found this Pokeball, and that's what he uses to keep his Rattata in. And um, so he's just like, life is just so unfair. Why can't he be like the other kids? Why can't he be like Blaze, this great Pokemon trainer? And so the next day, he goes out into the forest, and he's just, you know, he's super upset and embarrassed about what happened yesterday. And he's got his Pokeball with Ratty in it. And he goes, okay, Ratty, we're going to find some weak Pokemon, and we're going to train you up. We can do this. You can do this. And they're walking through the high grass, and he's like, okay. And remember, he usually avoids the high grass. But now he's like, he's he's in the high grass. He's like, I'm going to find a Pokemon. And he's like, let's find like a maybe a, another low-level Rattata, maybe a Caterpie. And then squaw! A Pidgey pops up out of the grass, which is a big per- bird Pokemon. And Ben immediately panics because, you know, it could attack him and scratch him up and stuff. And so he immediately panics. He tosses out Rattata. He goes, Ratty, tackle! And Rattata jumps at the Pidgey. But before he can even do anything, the Pidgey just grabs Rattata up with his claws and flies away. And it's just so sudden. Like, this can't be happening. 
And he's just watching this Pidgey fly away with his his best friend, his only friend, Ratty the Rattata. And he just watches as the Pidgey flies away with him. And then he sees a small speck falling back to the ground. And he's like, no. And Pidgey had let go of Ratty. And Ratty falls all the way down, splattering on the ground in front of Ben. And Ben just sees his horribly disfigured Ratty, and he's just sobbing. (laughs) And he's like, Ratty, no, please. I'm so sorry, Ratty. No, please. And we just fade out from there, fade to black. We come back. Ben's in the Pokemon Stadium again. We don't know how much time has passed, but you can just like... We're looking at him and he's just like, he's different. He's broken on the inside now. Like he's just really snapped and he's watching all of the trainers battling in this gym. It's kind of like a, like an open gym type situation. Like people are sparring with their Pokemon and stuff. And it's just like, there's just a bunch of people. And and he sees that group of teenagers again Uh and they're all battling each other and they're laughing and having fun, you know. Because in the Pokemon world, that's what teenagers do, man. Yeah. They're playing with their Pokemon. Laugh and have fun in animal fight. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Vick would love Pokemon. <laughs> exactly. And uh, and, he, and he's just staring and he hears that group of teenagers. And one of the teenagers is like, Ryan, where's your Snorlax, man? This is the teenager with the Snorlax. He goes, man, all he did was sleep. So I got my dad to sell him. And then he bought me this. And Ryan throws out a primate. Prime out to this, it's the Mankey, Mankey evolution. So it's this big ape and it's mm. big and it's got a temper and it looks like just a straight gangster, bro. Like it's just a mean Pokemon. And Ben's looking at it and he's just gripping his now empty Pokeball, mm-hmm. white knuckling it. Later that night, Ben is hiding in the bushes in the forest that, you know, leads from the back to Pallet Town. And he's just watching from the, bu- the bushes, that group of teenagers, they're laughing, they're joking. And he walks right by him. And then the next night, same thing. He watches him walk back home. The same thing the next night. He watches him go back home. Finally, on the fourth night, he sees the group of teenagers walking around, but he, Ryan's not with them. And he kind of overhears their conversation, and they're like, man, Ryan's wild for hanging back to battle Lexi, dude. Like, I want to start training seriously, and she's really good. Man, he just wants her number, dude. He doesn't even have all his Pokemon. And Ben's watching. And it's pitch dark. Time goes by and Ryan is whistling. He's just walking back home. And Ben jumps out of the bushes. Ryan! Ryan's obviously startled because he just came out of the bushes. And then, you know, like, you know when someone scares you and then you get embarrassed that you jump. So you kind of get angry. Like, what are you doing that for? And so he's like, what's your problem, Ben, you freak? Hanging out in the dark in the bushes? He's like, I want to battle. He's like, with with what? Your pathetic Rattata? No, thanks. He's like, you scared? Ryan looks kind of annoyed and he's like, have you seen my primate, bro? It would murder your little rat. He's like, so why are you afraid then? What are you afraid of? He's like, fine. You freak. (laughs) That's like the best insult in one of those is freak. Freak. Primate, go. And the second that that primate hits the ground, Ben throws his empty Pokeball and it captures the uh, primate. He's, uh, like, he's like, what are you doing, you freak? And Ben has been holding in his temper, and his Rattata died in front of him, and he just tackles Ryan. 
and they're rolling around in the grass and Ryan is punching him hard. Like Ben is not a tough kid and Ben's taking a beating and he's like, you think you can steal from me? You freak. And it's like, bah, bah. And Ben's just getting hit left and right. And then Ben grabs a stick and whap. Ryan goes still. And Ben's breath is shaky and he's looking down at Ryan's body. Ryan's body's not moving. And he realizes like, oh, I, I killed Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> so dark. Yeah, I told you, man. Like this is. <laughs> I thought the darkest it was gonna get was with the rat died. No. <laughs> I guess I could take a break and explain <laughs> myself. <laughs> so, are you familiar with Pokemon at all? A little bit, yeah. Team Rocket, yeah. In the games and in the anime and everything, they're a criminal empire where yeah. they like. They steal Pokemon. Yeah. They sell them on the black market. They famously have accidentally killed Pokemon, trying yeah. to kill them and stuff. So, not trying to kill them, but trying to steal them and stuff. And mm-hmm. so, I thought it would be really cool instead of telling the story. When you play, I've been playing the original Fire Red game, and yeah. there's several times where you're defeating Team Rocket. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning, they give you the option to join Team Rocket. Uh. But they don't actually let you pick. Okay. Like, no matter what you pick, it's always like, I would never join you. So I was like, well, what if we watched, instead of a hero, what if we watched a Pokemon trainer go bad? That's interesting, yeah. And so, (laughs) Ben murdered a kid, a fellow teenager, and he starts to panic, right? He's like, what have I done? And, and And he runs over and he picks up the Pokeball with his new primate. And he starts running home. He runs home and he gets to his house and he starts throwing clothes into his backpack. And he starts out the door and he starts running back in the woods. And now he's on the run. And he's on the run, but he feels almost happy. Because he's like, finally free. He finally has a Pokemon. And he's finally like going to try to achieve his goal. He's going to be like Blaze, that the greatest Pokemon trainer to come from uh, Pallet Town. So, Ben's on the run, right? He's wanted for murder. (laughs) He has uh, a Pokemon, a really strong one, a Primeape. And uh, Primeape only belonged to Ryan for a couple days, so it's not like he was super attached. So the Primeape is just like a hothead, and he's like kind of really getting along with Ben because they both have a temper, they both have anger issues, Mm -hmm. and they they just kind of understand each other. And... um, Ben wasn't given anything in life. So now it's his idea of like, well, I'm going to take it. Mm-hmm. I took a Pokemon when I wasn't given one. Like his dad gave him yeah. one. So I'm going to take one. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to take everything. I'm going to be Blaze. I'm going to be better than Blaze. So throughout the movie, I have a lot of holes here in the middle. Okay. But yeah. uh, Ben starts battling other trainers. You know, in the Pokemon games, you're walking through the woods and there's always... Let's battle. So he's battling these other trainers in the woods on the way to the next town. And his primate is very strong, which means um, he can beat these kind of lesser trainers, which means he's making money. Yeah. And so, you know, we're getting to see him kind of like, there's a, there's a change now. He's like, Oh my gosh, I took my life into my own hands and I made something happen. And now things are happening. You know, I'm making money. I can buy pokeballs. I can catch different Pokemon. And, um, the movie's him going on, you know, essentially this is the journey of a Pokemon trainer, which we've seen a million times, but it's when it goes bad. Yeah. And so um, we're seeing him, you know, 
he's he goes to the first gym, uh-huh. that first gym which is the uh, the rock gym with yeah. Brock, right? And and um and he's on the run from murder. And it, here's the thing: like he has a good Pokemon, he's still not very good though. Yeah. So when he goes up against a first gym, a, a Pokemon gym leader, mm-hmm. he loses. And he loses all his money because when you lose a battle, you lose your money. And he kept going back to battle Brock and he just kept losing. So he loses all of his money. And so he's like, well, I I need to make some more money. I need to find a way to make more money. And so he's like, well, maybe I'll steal another Pokemon, right? You can make a lot of money selling them on the black market. And he just so happened to run into a trainer uh, in, uh, I can't remember the name of the town with the Brock's gym, the rock gym, but has a, a shiny Bulbasaur, mm-hmm. shiny Pokemon in the games are like the super rare, like you yeah. have like a 1% chance of finding one or something like yeah. that. And so, uh, he attacks the trainer with his primate and primate mm-hmm. just beats up this kid and mm-hmm. he catches, he has an ultra ball that he bought with his money when he had some money. And, and so he catches this shiny Bulbasaur and then he sells it and he makes money and, and he keeps doing this, right? Mm-hmm. He's trying to be great. He's trying these gyms and eventually he beats them because he's getting Pokemon, but then he's running out of money. So he steals Pokemon and he's selling Pokemon and his name starts going around. He starts becoming notorious. He wanted to be famous, but he's becoming infamous, right? People are afraid of him and, and his primate. He's been the Pokemon thief. He's the guy who killed someone for a Pokemon. And, uh, you know, he's selling Pokemon on the black market. He's stealing people's treasured pets. <laughs> and all while, he's going on his journey to face the Elite Four and become a Pokemon champion. Mm-hmm. And he starts gaining like followers. They're not yeah. friends really, but there's like there are other shady people who are like helping him steal Pokemon and, mm-hmm. and he's kind of like leading this organization mm-hmm. of like people. It's like a little pyramid scheme. It's like yeah. I stole a Pokemon and they give them to him and he sells it, he gives them a percentage. And it's becoming like he's becoming a big deal, almost like a crime boss, right? And he's really just buying into his ego now because he mm-hmm. made this happen. Yeah. Everybody else in life got handed it, but he's making it happen. There's a whole movie uh-huh. in the middle here. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that looks yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> but I do have an ending. Okay. So as it is. So at the ending, um, he's really on his way to become a champion. He's only got a couple gyms left. Cops are really starting to swarm though. So he he went into this uh, town. He beat the gym leader, and after he beats a gym leader, he needs to get out of town because usually, you know, when you beat a gym leader, they make the big announcement of Ben has beaten the gym leader. He has now got six badges or whatever, and so he knows that the cops are going to find him pretty soon. He's got to leave town, and so he's beaten this gym. He knows the cops are going to be there soon, so he starts leaving. And he runs into Blaze, the Pokemon trainer at the beginning, yeah. who everybody says is the greatest trainer to ever come from Pallet Town. But he's like, I'm the greatest that ever came from Pallet Town. And Blaze at this point has beaten the Elite Four. He's become a Pokemon champion. And he's considered the greatest trainer in the world right now. Like he is LeBron James of Pokemon. And Ben just hates him more than ever because, you know, 
Look at everything I've done. Look at what I've built. I I beat everybody just like you almost. And I did it. You got handed a Pokemon. I, I had to take one. And Blaze is the greatest of all time. No, I'm the greatest to come out of Pallet Town. And Ben knows that he should leave because the cops are coming. But he just something about it. He just can't. His ego, once again, he can't. He loses his temper. And, and so he, he Blaze. Because <laughs> you know in anime it's like so uh, yeah, yeah. Blaze <laughs> And Blaze looks at him and he just looks horrified. He's like, You're you're Ben. You're that monster that comes from my hometown. You're that monster who killed a kid for a Pokemon. And someone from the Pokemon gym is like, The police are almost here, they're coming, they're coming. And Blaze hardens his look. And Ben hardens his look, and they know they're about to battle, right? This is the big ending battle. Charizard, go! Primeape, go! And it's just an epic battle, man. And it's just like Char- Charizard swooping in, and Primeape's fighting, and, and they're going through all of their Pokemon, and police are closing in. You can hear the sirens in the distance. Ben is just too focused on winning to even care about any of that. And Blaze is winning, though, by a lot. Like, his Charizard is just so amazing. And Primeape is the only one that Ben has left. And Blaze even, he's like, just turn yourself in, Ben. The cops are almost here. Like, this is it. And he's like, Primeape, thrash. And Primeape is just so weak at this point. He can't even hit the move. And he's like, Ben, Primeape. He's hurt. Like, if you quit, just quit. You can get him some help. Just forfeit, Ben. He's like, no, Primeape, I said thrash. And Primeape runs, and he hits the move, but it takes everything out of him. And after he hits Charizard with the move, he just st- like, he just crumbles to the ground, and he's dead. Once again, Ben has a, is looking at his only friend, dead. Yeah. This time... Because he wor- overworked them and he couldn't get over his own, mm-hmm. just like the first time, you know what I mean. He, yeah. he that Rattata was not fit to battle, mm-hmm. and the primate was not fit to battle. But his ego and his anger got in the way, and so he forced yeah. it to, and they ended up dying. And Ben's just looking at the dead body of the primate, and he's thinking about his Rattata, and it's just like it's almost like the screen's getting darker. The vignette in the corners. And the cops are swarming. And the sirens are as loud as they've ever been. And it just completely circles in black. And that's the end of the movie. Wow. It's called Pokemon Death. (laughs) Pokemon Death. (laughs) (laughs) So look, is that not beautiful? Dude, that's cool. That's cool. uh, (laughs) Man, especially the first part of it. So vivid. I could see it. Yeah, man. Totally. Yeah. No, that's really cool. That, it's a really cool take. Thanks, see man. The, see the, the origin <laughs> of the evil Pokemoners. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it very much kind of does have that sports anime vibe, too, a little bit. I mean, yeah. a darker version of it, but... Yeah, it's dark, It's also... It's, it's kind of... It's like the Walter White Breaking Bad yeah. character arc. Yeah. I like that a lot. I like... I like him starting off with a nice, innocent... Small little Pokemon, and the moment it's dead, he gets the big evil yeah. one, and then yeah. I just I really loved the middle. I have no plot in the middle. Yeah, yeah. But I just really loved the character. Yeah, arc. yeah. Yeah, that's what I was I was thinking about because when you were given the whole pitch before you got to the 
parts you hadn't figured out yet. I was like, this, uh, this has the vibe of like a, a 45 minute TV episode, but then yeah. you like, you got to the, the rest of it and it's like, okay, there is more, but yeah. I think, I think if, if my sense of time is right, that puts his like transformation where he kills the kid at about the 45 minute mark, which would yeah. be about halfway to the hour and a half movie. So it would, it would be pretty much what breaks you into act two. Yeah. 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 So I think, I think, yeah, there's, there's a way to structure it where like maybe that represents a big turning point. Maybe he hasn't like completely gone a hundred percent evil yet. He's still just like in right. it for survival. Yeah. I do think it was really smart how you brought, what was the other trainer from his town? Blaze. Yeah. It was really smart how you brought Blaze back. And I even think if Blaze was like a little more of a presence, like after the second Throughout half, the whereas like he had this really clear goal that he's going for that and is willing to sacrifice like his safety everything. and everything, yeah. not just in that final moment, but in all these moments throughout leading up to it. Yeah. That would make it really cool. That I think, yeah, cool. there's, there's a good movie in there. Yeah. I also just love the idea of like, cause there's obviously like, it's easy to get frustrated at mm -hmm. people with nepotism, which exactly. is a big thing right now. Yeah. And, and we talk with, about that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Daddy's money, yeah. you know? And, and so yeah. here's a kid who has nothing. Yeah. And then he thinks like, well, I just got to do it myself. Yeah. Even if it means murdering someone for a Pokemon. Yeah. And you see, that's the perfect movie that would get made because all the people that don't like nepotism, like us, we would watch it. But also the studio execs and people that are products of nepotism, they would make it because the nepotism, the, the the nepotism dude is the, is the bad dude. guy yeah 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 and the nepotism kid is exactly innocent yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly it's uh yeah but yeah I, I, that's one of my favorite things i've done i think like come I, up with yeah especially that first that first half you really had it all that out was, there so, that was yeah. the, that was the thing is i spent my whole day writing that beginning <laughs> and yeah. then i was like oh, I have to be done soon. <laughs> and so I wrote an ending real quick and I was just kind of hoping to piece it yeah. together. <laughs> Dude, I had the same thing where I was just like, okay, I know I know, I want the Wii Sports movie to be <laughs> based on a real family really playing it. And then I just researched all the lore. And, Dude, I, I got a link to this, uh, this Wii Sports yeah, iceberg. Because yeah. there's all these theories about Okay, how did these ruins end up here? But also, there's a castle here. That's not like period appropriate. How did? And how also, did there are runes there? that suspect that maybe they're like runes that suggest that aliens were there. And also, like later on, a UFOs will come and no one's yeah. bothered by it. Yeah, so. yeah. And then, of course, there's the singing in the cave. There's yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to watch that video. That's uh -huh. really fun. Yeah. So that's our video game adaptations. Yeah. Dude, dude, you want to hear? You know what made me think of Wii Sports? Yeah, I would there's love this, to. There's this song I love. This is No Low Flows. <laughs> Look, I'm playing Wii Sports, I ball on the court. How is this game still better than four? I'm working my fitness with tennis, master to serve. Can I get a witness? Let me get this, let me business. Every day I play baseball. Yeah, man. I, I, I listen to that a little more than I should for yeah. what it is, but dude, <laughs> I love it. I no, love I, it. I get that, man. It's very no like Young flows. Gravy. Tell it. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Uh, what's that? Willie, uh, Free Willie? No. That's not his oh, name. it's something like that. I don't know. Now, Free Willie is our guy. That's our old rapper. 
Oh yeah, dude. Every time I listen to that song, I'm like, dude, that goes so hard. Yeah, dude. Free Willy and Napoleon die tonight from and our Napoleon season one Di- episode. On. I'm gonna play that song. Old real rappers. Quick. In case, in case. So in season one, we did an episode called uh, Old Rappers. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, old, yeah. Old men rappers or something like that. And we wrote an actual song for it. Yeah. I'm almost there. Okay, while Chase pulls it up, it is now up to you, the listener, to decide yeah. who had the best pitch. But you are the studio head in this situation. You will comment on our Instagram which <laughs> pitch you thought was the favorite, and we will announce the winner next next Rival Pitch episode. Yep. And then we'll be building towards the, the ultimate finale. finale. Uh, Whoever you, wins. Well, if you didn't see sick. last year's uh, rival pitch finale, we did a whole, like we yeah. pitched to a panel of esteemed guests. Yes. Uh, you did a SpongeBob pitch. I yeah. did a, yeah. a predator versus gladiator. Yep. So yeah. What will we do this year? You know, you got to watch around and find out. Yeah. Make sure you vote guys. Yeah. Here are the one minute pitches. If I could adapt any video game into a movie, it would be Wii Sports. Now, hold on. I know you're like, how is Wii Sports going to be a movie? But I got a plan. You see, we're going to follow a family of Miis, and they live in that, like, white void where all the Miis start out at, and this magical hand comes and takes a select few Miis into Woohoo Island. It's this magical place. It's not a white void. It's full of fun and sports, but they're trapped on the island with no way to get back home. And so the goal is they have to compete in a tournament of five sports and whichever me wins gets to be in charge of the island and create a portal letting all the me's come out of the white void into this universe of fun and we're gonna play it kind of like the lego movie where all of the characters represent real life Wii Sports players because Wii Sports has such a wide variety of players from single moms to children to families to people in nursing homes. All of them are going to be represented as Miis in this tournament. I want to make a Pokemon movie. And the way I want to do my Pokemon movie is I'm going to tell the story of Ben. Now, Ben is this kid who has a ton of anger issues and he has a lot of jealousy because he comes from a very poor family. And he gets to see all these rich kids with their nice Pokemon and they're battling and they're doing great and all he has is a Rattata that he didn't even catch. He just like found it because it was raining one day and it ran into his house. But he wants to be the greatest Pokemon trainer of all time but because he doesn't have the same opportunities as everybody else, he is willing to take drastic measures including stealing other people's Pokemon and it sets him on this dark path where he ends up killing Pokemon and stealing Pokemon to make money. This is basically the story of the Voldemort of the Pokemon world. How can one Pokemon trainer go so bad? And at the end of his journey where he finally wants to beat the Elite Four, he gets put to the test of good versus evil. And does evil win? Guys, Guys. this Justin breaking news, the winner of last Rival Pitches competition, our Batman Rival Pitches competition, can you guess who won? I would guess. (laughs) I obviously have the best pitch every week. It would be me, right? You know what's bad is like, 
you're joking, but there's probably some people who are like, no, he's spitting facts. Like, <laughs> nah, it's a joke. It's a joke. But who won? Who won the Batman pitch? I won. You won the Batman pitch. Dang. Don't seem so shocked, everyone. Uh, no, uh, I did. My Batman pitch won. It was a landslide. Yeah, no, I, I, I was pretending like I didn't know. He, he swept. He swept. He got all the votes. Um, you know, I think what didn't help you was how much you hated Batman in your pitch. <laughs> I explicitly say in my pitch, I don't hate Batman. I just want to yeah. watch him suffer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all the best clips came from, from your, your side. Uh, so, hey, if you hadn't already mm-hmm. watched that rival pitch, uh, I won. But you can still go back and listen to the actual pitches yeah. because we pitched some pretty cool Batman movie yeah. ideas. And guys, if you want to vote for this week's rival pitch, yes. uh, the post that came out, Today, as of airing, Monday, the, 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 hold the, on, the, hold on, the, hold the, on, let me, the, let me, the post from, Ma- <laughs> the post from Monday, May 1st, it's got the same graphic <laughs> as what you yeah. see in the podcast player. Yeah. Leave a comment under that to vote. Voting's open for a week this season, so you got a week to get in your vote for who you thought had the best video game pitch. Yeah, and then, um... Throughout the whole season, we're going to be, you know, keeping score. And at the end of the season, whoever has the most after our Big Rival Pitches finale video uh, will win the Rival Pitch Championship belt, which Robert currently owns. I currently hold, but hey, for first time back, you're you're coming in with some heat. Listen, man, that that day, the Rival Pitch finale, which is on YouTube if you want to watch it, after that day, I really was like, I got to work harder. (laughs) I was like, I was... I I was really winging a lot of stuff last season, yeah, but I was yeah. like, I can't. That was embarrassing. It was embarrassing after I watched the greatest SpongeBob movie trailer of all time, and I had like a thirty second me doing a Predator yeah. voice. You're gonna be you're gonna be like on the Oscar trail for some movie. You're gonna be at a round table, and it's like you have such a great work ethic, Chase. Where did you get that? Like uh, one season, uh, a few years ago, I did a show called Rival Pitches. And uh, I got blown out of the water, but with a SpongeBob movie. <laughs> get it? Blown out of the water. <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, man, this video game episode was dope. Dude, I, I still think about this pitch. I like this pitch a lot for me. Yeah, the Wii Sports thing, that was a, that was a really fun yeah. thing. And I totally, I don't know what it is. The second we finish a rival pitch episode, mm-hmm. I forget all about them. Yeah. Like, I do not recall what was said, what was pitched. I think I even asked you, like, what did I do for that again? You're like, yeah. the Pokemon one. But after looking over my notes and re-listening to this episode, I was like, yo, I was on one with the Pokemon idea, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. No, that was, that was a great matchup. So, yeah, guys, be sure to vote. Be sure to vote. I can't wait to see who wins that one. Because you definitely have, like, the meme... You know what I mean? Like the power yeah. of the meme yeah. behind you because yeah. the Wii Sports is such a meme. Yeah, I got Matt in there. Yeah. by Idris yeah. Elba. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just perfect casting. Yeah. Uh, and, but, I, but I have the Pokemon nerds. Pokemon That's nerds true. are die yeah, hard. Yeah, they run deep. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I'm really curious to see who wins. Hey, what else do we need to talk about in this outro? What else do we... Ooh, ooh, I brought something. You know what I got? Ooh. I got this oh! big stack of paper. I wrote a feature. <laughs> Dude, it's so thick. Can I hold it? I won't read it, I swear. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm not allowed to read it until like Monday, right? Yeah. Now, when you give me the the draft on uh-huh. Monday, 
are you just going to email it to me or are you going to give me a stack of paper? Oh, no, I have emailing <laughs> it. I had to I had to print out the stack because it, it helps me to yeah. not look at a, a computer screen and write some notes. Basically where I'm at, I'm trying something new. I was like, I've been working on the screenplay for awesome. 11 months now. I think the date at the bottom. Yeah, yeah May, 4th. May 4th of last year. So... Oh, wow. I, I just realized it's April. Yeah. <laughs> so almost a, a full year. Yeah. yeah. So I basically, I told you and I told Gunner, it's yeah. like, hey, Sunday, I'm emailing you whatever I got. And yeah, I'm so excited to read it. Because so far, all I know about this is like a general concept. Uh-huh. And I've seen some mid-journey art oh, that yeah. you made. And that's yeah. it. And to be completely honest, the loose plot or like the loose mm-hmm. concept that you told me and the art does not line up in my head. Okay. And so I'm so excited to see. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I I read through all this the past few days, and I'm interested to see what happens too because there's definitely <laughs> a lot of stuff I need to do, and I'm going to make some major changes. In like Before Sunday? Four or five days. So. Oh, wow. In the next. Yeah. Yeah, it's Tuesday, uh-huh. my dudes. Oh! <laughs> That's a, a foreshadowing for a later episode. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh that's man! Going on with me, you you also got a feature you do. Yeah. Hey, yeah, here and actually, I'm gonna talk a little bit about this yeah. because I do think that this is kind of like an interesting. I don't know why I started talking so fast. Uh-huh. Um, it's like we're on a deadline. Uh, so I was about thirty to thirty-five pages into a feature. I've been spending like when did I start writing that? Probably around December-ish. So January, February, March. It's about four months, yeah. and I was stuck on this 30, 35 pages. I would write more. And then I would delete whole scenes, and then I would go back and fix beginning scenes, and then I would write some more. And and finally, it just got to the point where I was like, I asked you, and I was like, I don't know what to do. And you're like, maybe you just need to like plot everything out a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And so I, like, I took sticky notes, and I covered a wall with like an outline, and I was coming up stuff, and I was like, I know how to fix it. And then I sat down to fix it, and I was like, this isn't even fun. <laughs> like This isn't what I want it to uh-huh. be. I ended up making it a little bit too... My intent was to make something fun, mm-hmm. and I made it way too serious, yeah. I think. Serious, like, there's a way of, like, doing something fun and just playing it, taking itself seriously. Mm-hmm. But then I think I was, like, I was taking it way too seriously yeah. to where it was coming, like, some of the stuff was coming off, like, Riverdale episodes. Oh, yeah. Is it is almost like the student film dilemma where you're trying to be serious and that makes it... it I think so, because it was, like, it's very silly. Yeah. But I was... My goal was, I was like, I want the silliness to be so serious <laughs> that I was making it, yeah. like, I wanted it to be so serious, and then, like, a water balloon comes out of nowhere. And it's like, yeah. wait, what? And that's the kind of humor I was going for, yeah. but it was just not working. And so I just started over, completely over. And then in one day, I wrote 11 pages, yeah. and I was like, oh, this is already, like, 30 times better than what I had written before. Nice. And so I'm very excited about that. Yeah. I'm excited to read that too. If it ever gets there. Yeah. <laughs> what if I just keep getting to 35 pages and starting uh, over and then I die one day? I mean, that, that could happen. That could honestly, like the first, <laughs> the first 20 pages of a screenplay, I write over and over and over again. It's hard. It's always changing. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I've not allowed myself to focus on anything else until I finish this, though. Because okay. I've had a couple other like ideas. I'm like, oh, maybe I can spend some time and work on this because it'll yeah. be fun. And I was like, no, I need to finish yeah. the feature before I do anything else. 
because uh, I have a surfing Dracula pilot outlined. <laughs> I've seen this. And yeah, uh, yeah. it's over. Once I write, <laughs> sit down and write surfing Dracula. <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever seen that tweet where it's like, if, if there was a show called surfing Dracula in the seventies, it would be a sick show of Dracula solving crimes and riding sick waves at the end of every episode. But if you made it in the year 2020, it would be like this gritty drama where you don't even see him surf until the last three minutes of the last episode. <laughs> and you saw that was like surfy Dracula. That's my next. And I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well guys, we, we will keep you updated on all the features. Maybe you'll get to read Surfing Dracula. <laughs> Man, we've been talking for like 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. Guys, if you want to submit a story topic that goes to our listener bowl that we draw from at least once a month, you can email all those ideas to writtenbypodcast at gmail.com. Also, any rival pitch ideas, if we have like another franchise or genre that you want us to do a feature-length pitch on, email that to the email yeah too. we've been getting some emails man and they're yeah, we really got some good, good emails yeah yeah keep those coming yeah. hey make sure that you check out our patreon where for only five dollars a month you get to help us name our characters we get priority suggestions when we put your ideas three times instead of just one so you have a higher chance and you uh also get access to our discord where we're gonna be talking about all kind of writing stuff and you can get the behind the scenes scoops on stuff yeah. that we're writing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah our logo was made by taylor lockery our music was produced by rob and uh drew yep i could say full names but i was like no <laughs> no just drew <laughs> just three letter names rob and drew <laughs> yeah he's a he's at music by drew he's always posting music stuff if you're interested yes music uh and then yeah that's about it all our credits yeah uh guys follow us on instagram at written by pod tiktok at written by pod and twitter youtube we're on all that stuff yeah youtube's been a lot of fun hey thank you guys so much for watching and listening and as always remember to love your neighbor yeah